Howdy, folks. Tomorrowland Transit Authority Metroliner non-stop now departing Rocket Tower Plaza Station for a round-trip Super Skyway Tour. Hollywood, 1939. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcasts with your hosts, Dewey, Ron, and Tony. Here, we love to talk about the Walt Disney World Resort, the way we remember it, how it's changed, and why we still enjoy visiting the most magical place on Earth. We're not experts, but we want to share our unique experiences and memories with you. You may learn some facts you never knew before, and you may return to some of your own memories of the Walt Disney World Resort and we'd love to share these memories together. So come with us on a podcast journey as we reflect on the WDW Reflections Podcast. Please stand clear of the doors. Reflections. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast, your unofficial guide through Disney World memories and their connections to the parks we know and love today. I am Dewey, one of your hosts, and this is episode number 21 of the WDW Reflections Podcast. We thank y'all for being here. Stick around towards the end of the show for more information on how you can contact us and become involved in the show through social media groups and maybe even be a contributor to future shows. With me today are my travel buddies, my podcast travel buddies coming to us from Tennessee, my good buddy Ron. What's going on, Ron? Hey, Dewey. Uh, doing well. Um, this is always a highlight of, of the week and just looking forward to diving in with you guys today. Yes, Ron, I know. You think all week, you think about, man, when's the next time I'm going to get to hang out with Dewey? Exactly. Well, I know. More so Tony than Dewey. Well, yeah, Tony's, Tony's <laughs> cool too, I guess. He's all right. And speaking of Tony, my good buddy Tony coming from the Big Apple, my buddy Tony G. What's going on, Tony? Hey guys, happy new year. Uh, it's good to be here uh, with you guys as well. I love uh, looking forward to um, being able to chat about this stuff. Just want to send out a quick message to our listeners to let them know and remind them that uh, we, aside from our show coming every week, which you can subscribe to, as Dewey will let you know at the end of the show, we do have a video component of the show where we record our Zoom calls and we put them up with clips and additional highlights. There might be a, uh, an old video or an old picture that you might want to see that we're talking about on those video clips. You can find that on our YouTube page. So check those out as well. We'd love to uh, get some more subscribers and more listeners. And, and if you do, remember to, to click the subscribe button as well as uh, share it with other people and, and let us know what you think. We love hearing back from you. Shout out to Tony for all the work you do with that. I, I, I Tony and um, Dewey do a lot of work behind the scenes that I appreciate because I don't do that. <laughs> Tony's the producer. He does. He produces all the all the actual podcasts. He goes and cuts out our mistakes and things like that. Mostly Ron's and um, and <laughs> and uh, I do the social media stuff. But Ron's the talent. 
Ron is That's Ron right. shows he's up. He's the star of the show. <laughs> yeah, he's the show. <laughs> you go. He, Ron shows up and and lends his voice to the show, and he's he the, gets he's the most the, fan mail actually. Yeah, he's the star power. He's the star power, and uh, you know the producer. Nobody cares about the producer. Right. Nobody cares about that kind of stuff. But the star of the show is definitely Ron. He shows up. You know, he has all the demands. He want, his dressing room has to be a certain way, and he only has. He only gets red M&Ms, you know, that kind of crazy stuff in his dressing room. <laughs> uh, red and yellow. Red and, ye- red and yellow. That's weird. All right. So, Mickey colors, dude. Mickey. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll take that. He wants Mickey colored M&Ms in his dressing room. So if you're booking him for your special event, you need to know that. Anyway, boy, we're going off on some tangents today. Yeah, we did, didn't we? That's all right. That's kind of what we do. Yeah. All right, fellas. So are we ready to reflect on this week's WDW Reflections podcast? Let's reflect. All right. Ron's shaking his head. Yes. Just in case you're uh, listening and not watching. Ron did give an affirmative, but it was only in moving his head up and down. All right. Some things only require um, a diva to, to acknowledge silently. Hey, if you want to see the star of the show <laughs> nod his head, <laughs> go watch the oh video. He's deep today. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the main segment for this week. So this week, we thought it would be fun to each create a list of what we think are our favorite attractions at the Walt Disney World Resort. And we wanted to compare those lists with each other. So each of us have compiled. Uh, what we're going to call a top five list. So I guess t- this total will be 15 items, but each of us have compiled our favorite top five attractions that are currently available in Walt Disney World. So we're not going to put extinct attractions on here. This is only things that are there and available right now. So uh, we thought it'd be fun. Look, I love making a list, man. Uh, I'm always... Uh, people will ask me who my favorite singer is or who my favorite whatever. And I'm like, I've got a list. You know, I, I love doing that. So I'm like, my number five favorite country singer is, you know, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a list nerd, I guess you could say. I have fun doing these kinds of things. And uh, I, like, I like being able to compare it with the fellas and see what, uh, see if our lists are the same or different. So we thought it'd be fun to share that with you guys this week. So that's what we're going to do. So, Ron, why don't we kick it off with you, my friend? You're the star of the show. Yes, so, I'm the star, so we need to start. Yeah, we're going to start with the star. So, Mr. Ron, what we is... Start with number five, right? Number five, yes. We're going... So, number one will be your favorite attraction currently at Disney World. So, right. five will be your fifth favorite attraction. So, let's start there. Let's so, start with number five. This one may surprise some people. Um, but as if you've listened to the show, you know, my favorite park is the Magic Kingdom. And so I had to bring a, a, what I feel has become a classic. It's fairly new compared, comparably, right? And um, that ride, is, and it's really maybe not even a ride. It's more of an attraction, but it's Mickey's Fill of Magic. And it is when it just had, and I've heard, I was surprised to hear some, as we've done the show, some people have spoken negatively about 
um, Mickey, not negatively, just not their favorite. I'll put it that way. And, and I was shocked because it's truly one of my favorites. I get immersed in it every time we go. There's not going to be a time that we go to Magic Kingdom that we don't go into that that show. And and I think it's done really well. The last time it, it's shown its age, it's it's probably what? I don't even know. Maybe it's got to be almost 20 years. I was going to say it's probably 20 years old at this point. Um, and you can see some of the they probably need to do an update on it pretty soon. I think they did. Of it. They just oh, they did, did actually. Yeah. Oh, well, they good because it, it, you could tell last time we were there in March that it really needed. It. So that's good to hear. Well, they added a scene from Coco. Oh, wow. And I haven't, I, look, I haven't seen Coco yet. Uh, I'm, I know I realize I'm way behind, but they added a scene from Coco. And in order to, because, you know, Coco's latest state of the art animation and everything. So in order to kind of make that seamless, they spruced up the rest of the movie. So um, they, they did a bit of a rehab now on the I theater and everything. Really bad. Yeah. So you're uh, we had our buddy Matt on a few weeks ago and he's uh, he, he actually said that that was his least favorite attraction. Yeah. So I think that's what you're referring to. Yeah. So um, that's funny. Matt's least favorite attraction in all of Walt Disney World, he said, was filler magic. And your head didn't explode. So I, I, I didn't realize you were going to be this. This would be so high on your list. Yeah, it's it's definitely a must do when we go to Magic Kingdom. Now, I'll be honest, we usually don't miss Mickey's Feel Her Magic because um, often when we, we usually go, you know, pre-pandemic, we would go to Disney three times a year. We go in spring break, we go during the summer, and then we go, uh, we usually head down there after Christmas to spend time with our family down there. Yes, so in, you know, you get to go to Disney all the time. Uh, although I haven't been in two years. No, that's, oh. I can't really comprehend that. But I know, me neither. But Anyway, Ron, if you're finished complaining about my frequencies, um, <laughs> the summer is always really hot, obviously. Yeah. Hey, did you know Florida's hot in the summer? <laughs> so it's, you know, Vicky's Film Her Magic, there's almost never a line. And it's nice and cool in there. And then I, I do enjoy the, the attraction. So, well, even if there's a line, it seats so many. You're not, I mean, it's one, yeah. one and done. So. And most of the time, if you are waiting for the next show, you're at least waiting indoors, right. you know, typically. So, I remember always trying to figure out what's the best place to sit, whether it would be better to sit and, and view it from the, from the back seat. Was it, was it a better experience there or up close or what? Because the 3D was really good in that show. Yeah. That's when, when we went to that show um the 3d just had me in awe because you literally felt like the they have one scene where there's some jewels and you literally feel like you could just reach out yeah everyone starts reaching up for it so ron is is there's like a four-year-old sitting right beside ron and the four-year-old's reaching for the jewels and (laughs) then ron's reaching for the jewels too (laughs) it's just a movie ron they're not really there and speaking of uh matt someone had called this once um when I wrote it, they said this should be Donald's Philhar Magic because he's really the star of the show. Absolutely. I don't disagree. It's, it's pretty cool. All right. So Ron, number five, is going with Mickey's Philhar Magic. All right. Tony, over to you, buddy. What is your fifth favorite Walt Disney World attraction? You know, I almost forgot what it was, but uh, I would say... Um, First of all, I'd like to say that we've already talked about what our favorite attractions are. So I'm taking 
Star Tours off of this list. It's not going to be oh. appear on this list. It's it's my favorite, but it's not going to be on this this particular list because I want to vary things up a little bit. Um, but uh, number five for me, I would say, would be the Haunted Mansion. And uh, the reason I say that is because it's one of the classic rides that we've got there. It's uh, a, a fun little uh, ride through some of Walt's imagination going on there about this this uh, this this spooky place. And um, I think it's one of those places that if I can get in, if the line's not too long, I, I try not to miss that one every time I go to Walt Disney World. Yeah, I mean, goodness gracious, you're talking about uh, going back to the original, you know, Walt Disney wanted to have a, a haunted mansion in his park, uh, in Disneyland Park, going back to the 50s. And, you know, Claude Coates and um, uh, Rolly Crump and uh, what's, uh, I can't remember his name, his last name's Gracie. Uh, but the, the Master Gracie is actually named after one of the Imagineers that worked on uh, on the Haunted Mansion. I mean, you, how can you not love the Haunted Mansion? Absolutely. Yeah, if you want to dig Just, deep, uh, you can actually start with um, looking for fun stuff right as soon as you get to the ride in the queue itself, uh, and, and around the attraction itself. There's there's some kind of Easter egg somewhere that you can look for. Uh, aside from the fact that we've got the fun animatronics in there and the and the ballroom dancing scene and the 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 ride through the darkness it's just a i think that's one of my favorites yeah absolutely that's that's a great ride that's a great ride all right so we're going to go to my number five favorite and um i don't I, this might be a surprise to you guys maybe not um you probably the which one i pick will be a surprise to you but you won't be surprised to know that it's in my favorite park which is epcot center I uh, love Epcot Center, uh, you know, always have, always will. Um, so for me, my fifth favorite attraction is Living with the Land. Living with the Land over in the Land Pavilion at Epcot Center. Listen, this is unfortunately the, the attraction that is most like its opening day yeah. uh, self. It's this True. thing. It has had a couple changes. Unfortunately, you know that um, the "Listen to the Land" song's not in it anymore. You know the song with the with the the kids singing in the background and stuff. Listen, that was such a fantastic song. Um, but the ride itself is pretty darn close to the way it was when when I went my first time in 1985. It's um, you know you still got the farmhouse scene, you st the 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 scene in the or not the scene, but the, uh, the, the, the ride through the greenhouse is, you know, almost unchanged. They change out some of the vegetables and stuff or some of the, the plants, but this ride looks so similar to what it looked like when I was, you know, a dopey 11 year old there for my first time. And I think that's why it resonates with me. It, it just feels like Epcot Center. And I absolutely love that. Is it the most exciting attraction? No, it's not. But does it restore that that belief and hope and that you know the the belief that the future is going to be okay and everything? It makes you feel that way a hundred percent. I feel that way when I, uh, I I still feel that original vision of Epcot Center when I am 
on living with the land. I absolutely love it. So, uh, and I still, I sing that song in my head when I'm on that attraction, love that song. So my sing number it out five out of the attraction. Yeah. Oh yeah. People, you know, they, they used to have uh, actual hosts uh, on the boats with you. I could grab that microphone and sing along <laughs> with them. Yeah. So good stuff. Living with the land. I love that attraction. Um, and every day they take something else away from original Epcot center. So uh, I love it when something still has that feeling and living with the land does. So that's my number five. Ron, over to you. What is your number four favorite attraction in Walt Disney World? I ruled out, so just so you know what I ruled out to get to my number four, I ruled out the Castle File Fireworks because that's really not a ride. But there's so much at Disney, sometimes putting lists together to for your favorites, you start thinking about what your favorites really are. But anyway, I ruled out Castle Fireworks. I played in my mind if that could fit or not and decided it didn't. And so my fourth ride is Space Mountain. That's my fourth favorite. All right. Tell us why. Um, it's 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 my one of my favorites because it's one of the first rides that I experienced when we went in 1976. I still remember my fifth grade teacher telling me how scared she was to be on it and how unique this ride really was back in 1976, an indoor roller coaster had never been heard of and Disney put it together. And literally you would hear about it. Um, publications like the weekly reader would do publications. They would, the, I don't know about you guys, but they used to have video shows that you would watch in, in, in class over PBS. And they did a whole segment on, um, Space Mountain. And so they, one thing that I really love about Disney is their edge of technology being on the cutting edge of it. And, and at least they used to be, I don't know that they're there as much now, but um, I think they're trying to get back there with some other rides that I'll talk about, but um, Space Mountain is a favorite because it truly opened my eyes to how you can take technology and just make it a lot of fun. Uh, I love that this is on your list. This one, if I was going to have some honorable mentions or something, something that didn't quite make my five, uh, Space Mountain would definitely be one of them. Uh, this is, it's a, you're right, it's a classic Disney attraction. Uh, and, you know, for the day, the, the technology was absolutely cutting edge and stuff. So I remember... I, I, again, Space Mountain is more nostalgia for me, kind of like living with the land. Um, I remember, I don't even think I did it my first trip there because I was 11 and I was, I think my brother and I were too scared to get on it um, my first time. I think we went on it probably the second time and, you know, and kind of for the same reason you were talking about that it was an indoor, uh, an indoor roller coaster and really had never been done before. So uh, I, I didn't know anything about it. And it was like, it's dark and, and, you know, I'm oh, yeah, it's super scary and, and intense for Disney. It was the most intense ride that they had in 1976. Absolutely. And, and um, I remember my sister really didn't want to get on it. So the entire queue, we heard her screaming and, and my dad forcing <laughs> and my mom questioning. And then when they finally got on the ride, the attendant was missing getting her seatbelt 
um, fast and my mom almost had a heart attack because she thought we were going to go on, she, they were going to go on the ride without being fastened in. It was quite the experience, but <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah, that's a great one. I love it. Um, so remember when they changed the music? Did they ever change it here at Disney World? Um, you, the, I know the Disneyland yeah. Space Mountain and the Disneyland Paris Space Mountain both have speakers in the, in the ride vehicles, kind of like a rock and roller coaster. The Disney world version does not have that. So um, you can hear some weird kind of space themed music, but the speakers are just in like, I guess, hanging on the track. They're not actually in the vehicle. So it's not as much a part of the show in Disney world as it is in Disneyland or in Disneyland Paris. I think the seating was different too in Disneyland. I think in Disneyland, it's more of a front one person in front of you. Uh, Disneyland are side by side, side by side. Uh, Disney world is six people in a car and there's two cars basically connected to each other and three seats one after another. So you're, you're lined up six people in a row. So a little bit different depending on which park you're at. So what? How's the other ones then? I didn't realize there was a difference. Yeah, uh, I there's side by side. It's almost like uh, Thunder Mountain. You know, two wow. people per seat. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Uh, they're they're side by side in, um, I believe both Disneyland and Disneyland Paris are both side by sides. Disney World is different. It's a completely different track configuration and everything. So if you ride um, Space Mountain at Disney World and Disneyland, two completely different attractions. Hmm. Yep. All right, Tony, let's hear your number four attraction. Favorite, fourth favorite attraction in Walt Disney World. Well, speaking of, of this, and we did a show about it not too long ago, it would, uh, uh, speaking of Space Mountain, we have the Wedway People Mover. That used to be one of my favorite things to do, where, where you would, especially in, back in the day when it wasn't as popular and you could just walk up to it whenever you wanted to and just sit and take us this ride around the park, uh, a nice comfortable ride that took you into space mountain, uh, in and around fantasy land. It was just, it, it's one of my favorite things that, that, that they have there. And I hope that when I go back, that it still really lives, uh, lives up to my memory. So your number four is the Wedway people mover Wedway people mover, yeah. or what are they calling it now? It's the, Tomorrowland Transit Authority there people you go. mover. I think that's that's what it's called now. It's gone through a couple of different name changes, but see, that's how I knew Space Mountain was too scary for me you could in see. 1985 is because we rode the people mover, and I was like, "Sure is dark in here." <laughs> <laughs> I was too too scared to go on it the first time. So that's cool. It's cool that your number fours uh, are almost connected to each other. There, you got uh, the Wedway people mover for Tony and Space Mountain. For Ron, so. And Dewey did a great show about the history of it a few um, months ago. So you can check back on the shows and, and see and listen to that one. Yeah, I don't remember what episode that was. Um, we'd have to go back and look. I don't remember. Yeah. But it was just a few episodes ago. We did a whole episode on the Wedway People Mover. So if you haven't seen or heard that one, make sure you check that out. So my number four is uh, I'm going to hop on over to Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. And my number four is Expedition Everest. Mm. Expedition Everest. Absolutely love that ride uh, for a few reasons. Um, uh, not least of which is uh, my father-in-law 
uh, is actually a mechanic on that ride. So um, he's he likes to tell stories about stuff that he's, you know, he 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 walks that track every day. He has to make sure That's that awesome. you know does inspections and everything. So um, I've heard some cool stories about that, and uh, he always tells us stories about all the hats and stuff, sunglasses and things like that that he finds at the bottom of the of the mountain every day. And he has, you know they take them to Lost and Found or whatever. But um, uh, a great ride. It's a one of the smoothest roller coasters you'll ever be on. Nice and smooth. It's got a couple of nice dips. It's, you know, pretty fast. Couple of, you know, what are those? The um, When they, they barrel roll, not barrel roll, but when you just go around in the circle, I don't even know what that's called. It's escaping me right now. But um, it was better when the, uh, when the Yeti moved. That was really, really awesome when the Yeti was still operational instead of, um, you know, now they, they call it Disco Yeti because it's just the strobe light in there. But... Uh, an overall fantastic experience. It's well themed and such. Even the queue of that ride is amazing. You walk through and you see all the art, Yeti artifacts and everything. So I absolutely love Expedition Everest. So that is number four on my list. Expedition Everest over at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So that brings us to our third favorite. Ron, let's get back to you. What is your third favorite Walt Disney World attraction? So my third, and it looks like I've stayed in Magic Kingdom, which is not surprise, <laughs> um, but would be Big Mountain Railroad. Um, we, it's just a ride that is, I love roller coasters, but this one is one that my entire family will go on without any complaints and, and no fear. And it's just a fun ride. You, you enjoy the hills and, and, and 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 just being jerked around a little bit yet it's fairly smooth and the views at the top over the over the magnet kingdom are pretty incredible so i just enjoy the the whole experience on that ride i like have you ever done it i'm sure you have maybe a silly question but i love doing it at different times of the day sure. so like during the day and during the night if you do that it's really it's two completely different experiences it's almost like a whole other ride yeah we rode it at night during i think maybe the mickey's not so scary halloween party is when i probably got to ride it at that point but yeah we i enjoy it anytime and and sometimes the lines unfortunately for that are fairly significant but and that's an outdoor queue so if, yeah. if it's hot outside you're hot the entire time until you get on the ramp, basically, <laughs> that when you're going underneath so you can finally get on the ride, um, you're hot the whole time. It's true. Yeah, when you start going down there. up now. They still have those glass, those plexiglass things up? I assume they're still there. I haven't been since, since the pandemic started, but uh, I assume they're still there. I'm not sure. That's a good one. Yeah. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Love Thunder Mountain. Good stuff. All right, Tony, how about you, buddy? What is your number three, third favorite Walt Disney World attraction? Number three, we are jumping over to a, another park now to Epcot and probably one of the original Epcot Center ones, Spaceship Earth, <laughs> which has uh, always been one of my favorite things to do when I'm in that park. Um, again, it's one of the few places you get to see a variety of, um, of animatronics. And uh, it's, a, it's a fun, comfortable ride. It's a long one, 
but it's uh, something that I try never to miss, especially if I'm anywhere near Epcot. Listen, Spaceship Earth could could have easily been um, for me on my could have been switched out with Living with the Land for number mm-hmm. five. It could easily. I think if it were still either the Walter Cronkite or the Jeremy Irons version, it mm. it would definitely would have been on my top five, maybe even higher than number five. What don't you like about Judy? Dame um, Judy Dench. I, I don't have anything against Dame Judy Dench. Um, she's, she's great. Whatever. Um, she's not, she, I mean, come on. Not exciting. Well, Listen, it's not as Wal- good as Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite, yeah. and for you younger folks, they were like, Walter, what, huh? <laughs> Walter Cronkite is like the voice of a generation. I mean, yeah. the guy was who you know, I wasn't born in 1969, but, um, but you know, I'm a history guy, so I know this. But I mean, he was the voice of the moon landing. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he was the guy you were listening to. Yeah, absolutely. Walter Cronkite is a, a a giant in um in American newscasting in in just like the literally the voice of a generation. Everybody watched Walter Cronkite on the evening news. Um and how do you beat that? And then then they bring in Jeremy Irons who has Stop. this dark menacing but oddly uh oddly like um relaxing kind of voice you know it, it's weird like he, he he does a bad guy really well i was gonna say my favorite part in the in the spaceship earth that's when he's sitting there and goes and you're surrounded by idiots <laughs> I don't think, uh, <laughs> that's uh that's actually from uh, like, hey, uh like. the lion king yeah, yeah i think <laughs> i think you're getting your your attractions mixed up be prepared for more stuff here <laughs> <laughs> but so okay so you you get what i'm saying though like walter cronkite iconic you know everybody that's at least he's a newsman so it it kind of fits in with the theme of yes. what the ride was uh, the history of of our planet and then jeremy irons again iconic voice and and then jame duty jame jame duty jame duty <laughs> no uh pretty sure it's dame judy, dame but judy. i was close <laughs> um nothing against her but she just doesn't have that that oomph you know that that um she gets more relaxed more relaxed version of it you know who could have done that voice they could have put i don't know i've always thought this lady had an amazing voice i would listen to her on an attraction is uh kathleen turner you remember Uh, kathleen turner sure that lady could voice spaceship earth you know she has that that yes gravelly kind of kind of reminds you of a teacher yeah, yeah, just she. I would listen to her do that yeah. that attraction. Jane, I almost did it again. Dame <laughs> Judy Dench just really doesn't do it for me. But the biggest problem with Spaceship Earth and its current iteration is on the way down your descent from the top. There used to be yeah. amazing things right. to look at on either side, like the cityscape and. Yeah. And basically, they just freaking put big black curtains over everything and just put a TV in your car. Well, you know why that is, though? Because we used to have, be able to imagine what the future was like. And then we got to the future and the future is just that. I get it. That's fine. But it was amazing. But I, I liked, I, yeah, I like the, the, uh, the Tron-esque 
uh, yes. lights that were going on in the old attraction. I preferred that too. If you go to, you can find it on YouTube and you can see what Spaceship Earth used to be. And I'm not saying, I, I still love Spaceship Earth and I still ride it every single time I go. But it used to be something special. That attraction was It was special. very close to, to your horizons as well. It, it was an, another tie-in to the original Absolutely. first day. Absolutely. So, um, Do they still have against, the Choose Your Own Adventure thing that they added in the 2000s? That's, that's still the same. Um, last year, it was supposed to get an update with all this new refurbishment of yeah. Epcot. And when the, you know, the COVID pandemic happened and, you know, 2020 was a bad year for theme parks, they canceled a bunch of stuff. One of the things they canceled was the Mary Poppins attraction that was coming. And they indefinitely postponed the refurbishment of Spaceship Earth. So it's still, and what's crazy is this version is the longest running. So the, the the Dame Judy Dench one that's there currently is, has been there longer than either the Walter Cronkite or the, the Jeremy Irons version. So it's been there a really long time and uh, it, it could use uh, refurbishment. Uh, I don't know who the voice is going to be when they redo it, but I, um, I don't know. It, it, it's um, I still love it. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's a, it's not anything compared to what it used to be. So. So that's your number three is Spaceship Earth. I, I'm with you, Tony. I love it. And it there's enough of it still there that I you still get that nostalgia from uh, original versions. I, I'm with you. Remember the remember the um when you got to the top, remember the spaceship that used to be up there and everything? It's still there. If you look real close, you can still see it. It's just uh painted black. They just mm-hmm. painted it black. The spaceship is still there. It's crazy. Yeah, the experience of going backwards was something else. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that that's not there anymore. You still turn you still turn backwards and you still right, go I mean backwards the, down the, the track, but all. yeah, it's it's not the same. All right. So, my number 3, my third favorite Walt Disney World attraction, currently avail- available there at Walt Disney World Resort is Star Tours. And uh, again, maybe this is uh, this probably has admit, probably all of most of my answers are going to have something to do with nostalgia. But uh, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. You guys know that I've loved Star Wars my whole life. Uh, I remember the first time, uh, maybe not, definitely not the first time because there wasn't an MGM Studios yet. But the my third or fourth trip, I remember going there, and we talked about this when we did the Star Tours episode because that's your all-time favorite, Tony. I remember just being devastated because Star Tours wasn't open yet, uh, but the ADAT was out there and everything. You could still see it and everything. Um, and, and even now with the 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 way they have changed it up and it's in 3D and it's, you know, alternate endings and all that kind of stuff, uh, I think it's made an excellent ride even better because there's a little bit of unpredictability to it and everything. And who doesn't love sitting in the in the same same vehicle with your good buddy C3PO and everything. So absolutely love Star Tours. Um, you know, anytime I get to hear the hear John Williams, you know, score as I'm, you know, b- bouncing around in a star speeder and everything, that's good stuff. So my number three, my third favorite Disney World attraction is Star Tours. All right, Ron, over to you. We're getting close to the end. What you is are. your second favorite? Walt Disney World attraction. We're actually going to leave the Magic Kingdom 
and go over to Epcot and it is soaring. You just can't beat the views and the, the way that um, Disney has incorporated technology to let you feel like you're on a hand glider overseeing and then ultimately um, even a plane and over the oranges. Now I know the movie has changed um, from California to Florida. So I've not seen that one yet. Um, but the one that I've seen was flying over um, Disneyland. And it's just always a great time to see Disneyland at night and, and watch the fireworks. And then it's just a great ride. I love it. So you haven't seen the newest version, the Soaring Over the World? I haven't. Wow, really? That thing, it's been there probably five or six years at least, I would think. That's crazy. You haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I don't remember because Soaring is a must-do, but I think the last time it was being refurbished maybe, and that movie may have been being put in, and then we didn't do Epcot back in June or back in March. Oh my gosh, that's crazy to me. How do you go to Disney World and not go to Epcot? Well, and my favorite ride, all-time favorite, Mission Space won't be on this list, but um, that's my all-time favorite ride. And and yeah, we didn't, or wait, did we? No, I don't, we didn't. Because we did Magic Kingdom and, and um, Animal Kingdom. So, so I love Soren. Um, I can't, I, it's hard for me to decide which one I like better. The, uh, there's some elements on the new ride, uh, the, the newest version of it, that if you're not sitting in the center, if you're sitting on one of the outside cars, yeah. the, the curvature of the screen uh, alters the, the, the view. So there's one oh. point where you go over the Eiffel Tower, for example. And if you're sitting in the center car, hang glider, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Attraction vehicle. Then <laughs> uh, it looks fine. But if you're in one of the side cars, you know, there's three rows of, uh, yeah. of cars or hang gliders, whatever. Um, it, it, it's slightly skewed. So mm. it, the, it looks like the, the Eiffel tower turns into the leaning tower of Pisa or something <laughs> because it's, it, 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 it kind of has a, like a bend to it or something. It's hard to explain, but um so with the new version, it, all it's all about sitting in the center, being in that middle, and you get the best view of it, and it doesn't doesn't change the way you see the the film. But both are great. Um, I love the music from yeah. from Soren. So the Soren has some fantastic music. Yeah, so that's good stuff. It so, fits with the with the theme of it. I I got I got the experience of of writing it both in California and here. And I, in California, there's a thrill because you're actually in the park mm -hmm. that it finally lands in. And that was kind of fun. But uh, in Disney World, I always thought it was kind of odd. I didn't, I haven't seen the version you're talking about, do we either? Because I always thought it was kind of odd that they put that in Epcot and they didn't have it soaring all over, the, all, all across the world. So it's nice to know that, that they have finally done that. And uh, just as a side note, one of the most fun times that I ever had on it, I actually went on with Ron and his family. We uh, we went on twice, I think, Ron. I think yeah, that's one right. Of the girls, I think it just switched off with the girls on it. So, so yeah, it was fun. 
you'll be happy to know, Tony, that in the the second version of uh, Sorum, that um, much like in the first one, you ended at uh, Disneyland Park. In the second version, the last scene is actually Epcot Center. Nice. So, uh, uh, oh, really? Yeah. So that's I just where assumed you assumed it was that you landed or last scene was Walt Disney World. But no. Well, huh? yeah, it's it's actually you fly over Spaceship Earth, you know, the big golf ball. So, oh, wow. um, and you know, there's fireworks and stuff, of course. So every time we talk about this stuff, I just want to go there so badly. Yeah. We need you, to plan a trip. Well, listen, when the pandemic is over, fellas, and it's safe to, and I know lots of people are still traveling and it's not what's best for my family. So yeah. um, when, uh, when all this is over, I feel safe enough. The, the three of us, man, we need to, we need to have a big meetup at, uh, at Disney. I agree hundred percent. Sure. I think that would be awesome. All right. So Tony, over to you, my friend, what is your second favorite Walt Disney World attraction. Second favorite uh, attraction is another classic and I'm going to head back to the Magic Kingdom for this one. And this is my favorite both uh I know I'm talking a lot about Disneyland today but it it's in my mind um would be one of the classic attractions called Pirates of the Caribbean or of uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean as they call it in Disney World. Uh, <laughs> I don't know which one is right, actually, because it's the Caribbean, but we call it Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I don't know. But uh, I, I enjoy that ride a lot. I, again, the animatronics in that uh, are part of the fun. The fact that you're in a, in a weird vi- uh, ride vehicle that goes through water. Um, the walk through the queue is fun in that one. And um, the experience is different on each coast, which is even more fun. And, um, you know, in Disneyland, you go down a waterfall and it'll go up a waterfall and it's it's um it's one of the classics and i definitely love it i i absolutely love pirates it's not on my five top five list but it probably should be um and uh it certainly would be one of my uh, honorable mentions i guess you could say um and i haven't been to disneyland i hear that the one at disneyland is the best yeah uh, version of Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, I have been to Disneyland Paris, and I absolutely loved that one. That one looks um, incredible. It's really, really good, and they have. I, I think they have a restaurant at Disneyland too. Yes, but, they do. The uh, but they, the I, I, I ate at the Blue Bayou, uh, which is the restaurant in mm-hmm. the Disneyland Paris. Yeah, it's really cool, man. It's almost like if you're eating at the Mexico Pavilion and yes. you see all the boats go by. Yes, very much. You can so. see the boats go by. At, at Disneyland Paris, you're inside the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. Same um, with California. You're facing the spot, I believe, with the house with the guy in the rocking chair. Okay, awesome. Yeah, very similar at section. Disneyland Paris. So, um, did, did you have the Monte Cristo there? Um, I don't, I know I didn't have it. I don't know if it was available then or if it would, maybe I, we're, this was 2005 when I was in Disneyland Paris. So it's been a long time, but. Uh, I don't even think I was aware of the Monte Cristo yet. So if it was on the menu, I don't remember. But, but I will have um, to say in Walt Disney World, I, I, again, I still hope that it's still the same. It's been so long since I've been there, but we used to just go on that ride. It was, it was, it's such a, a, a quick mo- moving um, um, queue experience that we would always watch for when the parade was on or something and just ride o- run over there because 
you could just get right on, get right off, especially at the end of the night. We, it was a lot of fun you know, just to be able to get on and you'd get right off and go right back on again. You can still do some of that if you're going during a parade and stuff. It's uh, in Adventureland is really dark at nighttime. Like, yeah, they, it's really dark over there. So it, it really lends to that the whole, you know, ambiance or whatever of, of that area. It's really cool. Yeah, I love me some love me some uh, Pirates of the Caribbean too, Tony. I'm with you on that. That's awesome. All right, Ron, are yeah, you ready to reveal? So this is uh, now. You guys both have left off what you called your all time favorite attractions um, from your list. My all time favorite attraction isn't there anymore, so I didn't have to leave it off. You know, World of Motion is gone, right. so I didn't have to leave it off, but. You guys, so Ron, your all-time favorite attraction is Mission Space. So you've right. left it off of this list. I did. Same, same thing with Tony. Tony, Star Tours is your all-time favorite attraction. Now, also still available to, to visit, but you've left it off of your list as well, just because, you know, that would have been anticlimactic, you know, if, if those two had been on your list. We'd be like, well, you know what my number one is. <laughs> so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so uh, I, I think it's a great idea that you guys uh, left those off of the list. So. I'm excited to hear what your number one is, Ron, outside of your all-time favorite mission space. Right. So it's what I love about Disney. You know, I think Disney does better than any other company is using your senses to change what you really are doing. And mission space does that. And is why it's one of my favorites. Mickey's Feel Magic, Feel Magic does that to a degree where you feel like you're moving or you're seeing things that you're not seeing. And and I love when when technology can trick your brain to think you're in a reality that you're not. And I think one of the newest rides that Disney has and does an exceptional job of this is flight of passage and if you've not rode this ride i would encourage you to get to disney as soon as possible and experience a flight on a banshee because it's one of the most incredible things i've experienced you actually feel the banshee breathing and you truly feel like you have entered the land of the banshee and and uh, there's just no other ride like it. It's it's the right length. It's not too long, but it's not too short. And it's just you, you, you all of your senses are pulled into the the ride and you're really not going anywhere, but you definitely feel like you are. So that's my number one. Look, they that whole just the the cue of of right? passage right is yeah. amazing i mean you really feel like you are you're swept away to some other i mean you're on another planet yeah um, even outside i mean it's incredible when i first walked into that land and you see the floating islands oh my mountains God. yeah floating mountains it's it's incredible. Do they, do they look better in person than on on video and pictures? Because it's hard to gauge exactly what's going on there. I, everybody's always amazed, but I'm always like, I don't see anything going on other than two mountains. Yeah, it's definitely you can actually stand under them in the queue, and it's incredible. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, so Disney does. Uh, I mean, now that we were talking off air a little bit, right, about some of the lands that other parks have done versus how Disney has done. Disney did this one right. And um, I think they if you compare these two, Disney may win. Yeah, the floating mountains are pretty awesome. Uh, they're enormous. It's they uh, it's one of those they didn't spare any expense when they built Pandora. It's uh, pretty amazing. And, and that, that attraction is really, really good. It's uh, you, you are sucked into the whole storyline. You're, you feel like you're in that research facility and it's, you know, it looks industrial and looks futuristic. And, uh, and then on the ride, um, I don't, I, I don't want to call it a complaint, but I hope that uh, they eventually do something sort of like they did with star tours where uh because right now when you go on it it's the same uh the the video or whatever you watch on the screen it's the same every single yeah, time it is. It is. um and there's such a long wait for that thing i probably have only done it maybe five or six times so i'm not tired of it yet but think back to the original star tours you know star tours i wrote it every time i went for you know, two decades probably. So as much as I loved it, I was like, oh, we're going through the Death Star Trench again. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it was the same thing for 20 years. So I hope that they eventually, uh, I can't imagine it would be too hard to do, start throwing in some alternates, a different, just a different flight over a different part of uh, Pandora or something. Maybe they're waiting. Yeah, yeah because you know they have more than one screen going on yeah. it time so oh yeah if you i don't know if you've ever looked um but because you're you know you're you're really just kind of enveloped into what's going on on the screen but i'm one of those guys i'm like i wonder how they do this so i'm yeah. looking around and stuff yeah. if you look above you and below you and stuff it almost it's almost like when you're on soaring yeah you can yeah. see all the people around you that are uh you know in the a different room, I guess you could say, on their own banshee. Yeah. But um, you can see hundreds of other people watching the same screen as you. Right. Uh, it's really cool the way they do it. But um, I, I hope they eventually do that. I hope they eventually uh, throw in a different scene or, or, or something, just, just to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, and, and I guess the only thing I'll point out is that that may just be a Dewey world <laughs> here we go again because of my frequency of of visits right I'm just, saying, I'm just saying not everybody gets to go three times a year listen <laughs> i i'm not tired of it yet i'm not saying i am i'm just saying that eventually no, after two yeah. decades you know um i mean look star wars is my all-time favorite movie franchise sure but i was almost bored with the original star tours you know i mean you know it's just i don't know it's um it just happened eventually you know so sure. um i'm not saying that i'm bored with with uh flight of passage yet i'm just saying that after it's been there for 10 years it you know you might get tired of the same adventure you know you might want to see something different i, I think that's a fair there's a bunch of sequels happening so probably once that happens they'll they'll update it that's a real good point tony real good point maybe they will add some scenes from the from the because they do that on star tours every time they put out another 
sequel, they've added a scene from, uh, you know, from one of the planets or something. Wow, I didn't know sequels were coming. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah uh, they've been uh, in the planning stages for many years. What's his hmm. name? Uh, Cameron, Cameron, James Cameron. Um, I think there's supposed to be two or three more yeah. movies coming eventually. Yeah. yeah, they should have been out by now, but I guess uh, life. Yeah, so <laughs> Top Gun, but yeah, I think the pandemic great. is. Yeah, I know. Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw a, a meme or something the other day. It was the movie poster for Top Gun, and it said coming in 2020 and somebody had taken a marker and scratched out 2020 and wrote 21 and then someone scratched out 21 and then wrote 2022 yeah, <laughs> yeah man I'm, I'm anticipating that movie with great anticipation and they keep moving Sorry. all right no no i that's funny i i'm with you i think that's i definitely think that the pandemic had something to do with oh absolutely um with pandora or with um um avatar the avatar series the new movies coming out so all right tony over to you what is your number one favorite attraction at walt disney world okay well we're, we're talking about currently running attractions as we've stated a few times and if i were going to pick number one it'd have to be the one that i made a special trip for last year and that would be um the height of disney technology going on to the next one after um after ron's pick um would be rise of the resistance yeah. and i would have to say that because it is something that involves you from the moment that you step in from the uh, time that it's the, the duration of the ride is very long what you see in there is, is a lot of fun and what you experience is uh, a little bit of everything so i i think to me that's the best currently running attraction or at least that i visited in the parks look um i know i've already said it to you guys before i still have not been on rise of the resistance so i am i can safely say that had i been on it it would probably be num be my number one um just because of everything that i've heard people say about it i haven't been on it so it can't be on my list but um i'm not surprised to to find it at your the top of your list, Tony, because everything I've heard about it is that it's just uh, absolutely amazing attraction. You know what? But you know what's funny is that that being said, maybe it's because I'm a little bit older. But I like if I go back next time and I'm not able to get on there, I'm okay because the experience was just good enough. It was it was such a, a fun time that I had on it that uh, and with the people that I was with, and it was a special reason that we went there. I think it would be kind of hard to top that. So if for some reason I go and 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 the, the queue's too long, I, I can live with with not going back on again. But I would go in a heartbeat again. To, to you know, it's interesting you say that, Tony, because you guys are definitely more Star War fan. I'm a fan, but I'm not the mega fans that you guys are. And and it almost made my list, but I it didn't. And I think it's for that reason is that. Would I ride it again? Absolutely. I would love to go on it again. But if I don't get on that, I would not be. It would not be the same disappointment if I didn't get on Flight of Passage. Mm -hmm. If I didn't get to ride Flight of Passage, I would be truly disappointed. If I don't get to ride ride a um, ride, a, I forgot the name of it. Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> Sorry, Rise of the Resistance. Um, I'd be disappointed, but not to the level that I would be for the rides that I've 
mentioned in my top five. And I think it's because the experience is so grand that when you get to experience it, that you it's memorable. And, and do you want to do it again? Yes. But it's not for me. It's not something I have to do because it was such a great experience. Well, I actually it's funny. I actually got to do it one and a half times because the first time that we went on the uh, there was a, a problem. So they evacuated yeah. us. Um, oh, we, got, we got we got pretty far in the queue to one of the main areas. And then um, right before you get on the ride vehicle, it broke down. We knew it because everything just kind of grinded to a halt. Um, but we were given fast pass returns at oh, that wow. point, And we were told to come back at a certain time, which we did. And, and that worked out. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I would go just to do I know this is not really a spoiler because I know you've seen pictures of it but just to be able to see that grand room with the, all of the troopers and the and the spaceships again I mean that standing there is just so amazing right yeah so I have a a, a question for you guys so and this is going to be based upon your number ones so we know that uh Disney Genie Plus uh has kind of taken away fast pass so we can't you can't give fast passes now unless you're going to pay for a fast pass so let's pretend that you guys are as cheap as I am and you're not going to pay for Disney's Genie Plus. Mm -hmm. And we know that um, the only way you're going to ride this is either pay to go on it or stand on the standby line. Mm -hmm. So how good are your number ones? So, Tony, for you, Rise of the Resistance, and Ron, for you, uh, Flight of Passage, how good is your number one? How long would you wait in a standby line to go on that attraction? What is too long? If it's say, if it's more than hundred minutes, are you going on it or not? What is the longest you would wait in a line to go on your number ones? Yikes. That, that's a hard story because um, it, it goes with age. I mean, now that I've gotten so, so much older, I don't, necessarily want to be on the line for a very long time but when i was younger i would have waited two hours i would have waited two and a half hours i think for back to the future back in 91 we waited almost three hours when it first opened wow so i would do that um if i were if i were a young kid and i really wanted to to go on there i would have done it okay what about you ron you you say you're truly disappointed if you go to animal kingdom and don't get on flight of passage so i can tell you that we waited an hour the last time, maybe an hour and a half. And I didn't feel slighted in the least. Okay. So I would easily wait too. Um, wow, really? Yeah, we really would. Well, the good news is Disney's taken care of being, of, of, of the fact that we're waiting so long because you could leave. There are bathrooms, for instance, in the Rise of the Resistance in that queue. If you're standing there that long, they, are, they have restrooms nearby so that you can just let somebody know, hey, I've, I've got to leave. Or I'm going to use the refresher, as they called it back then. <laughs> back in and, uh, and, and go back into your line if you have to. So they, I think they've taken that into account nowadays. Yeah, it, as long as you're, you know, with somebody, you can say, hold my spot or whatever. And you can, yeah, hold my spot. Yeah. And I'll be right back. It doesn't mean that I'm happy that FastPass is gone. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm really struggling. Yeah. Um, because Disney was free for so long for their FastPass. When other companies were charging right from the get-go when they started their mm -hmm. express pass to get on a ride. Um, so I am disappointed. I, I was hoping that we would see some resistance to that so that Disney would change, but I don't 
from what I'm reading in the reports, people are just buying into it and, and going forward. So I don't think we're going to see a change there. Well, I mean, prices haven't changed the way people are. I mean, when they started charging you to pay to park in a resort that you're already staying at and you've already paid hundreds of dollars a night, you know, to me, that is a game changer. That is a almost a, uh, a reason for me not to stay on property is yeah. you're going to charge me. I like, I have to park here. I'm sleeping here. Right. You're going to, I'm already paying $189 a night or whatever. <laughs> and now I got to pay $25 to put my car in the parking lot. Anyway, don't I'm on, that's a tangent. Stop doing. Um, so I, that was, I was just curious, like um, how long is too long? Cause I, I, the longest I've ever waited, I'm sure I've shared this with you guys before. The longest I've ever waited for an attraction, I waited two hours for 20,000 leagues under the sea <laughs> yeah. when, when I was a kid. And uh, holy smokes, I, I don't know if that's why I dislike that ride so much or I dislike it because it was lame, but the, I've never waited in that long for anything since. I, Not I've, even. A- I've, you haven't even waited for a movie. I mean, I've waited uh, for the for the Star Wars movies. I used to be online for three hours at a, at a time. Oh no, that's different. I, no, I'm, I mean, like back in the day when you had to go to a record store to buy concert tickets. Like I would sleep out. I would camp wow. out overnight on on the sidewalk of uh, what was it? it was Peaches Records. Anybody listening from Arkansas, Peaches Records on JFK. Uh, I used to. I remember sleeping. Uh, or maybe I didn't sleep, but I stayed overnight waiting in line for tickets to a concert um, at Peaches Records on JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock, Arkansas, back in the day. Yes, I've waited for that. I'm just talking about how long would I wait for an attraction? I, if it's over 60 minutes, I will not wait. I will Really? Not wait. Nope. And maybe, here you go, Ron, maybe that's because I go so often. Yeah, that- that's a Dewey's world yeah maybe maybe it's because i'm just like eh, i'll catch it next time uh so maybe if i (laughs) didn't have that that luxury maybe if i only went once every three years or something maybe i would extend that one hour but well it's going to be interesting to see how we do the parks with fast pass not available because me paying for genie plus is I don't see that as a likelihood. So unfortunately, I'm probably going to be a little disappointed with how long I'm going to have to wait to get on rides. And there's going to be trips when you don't get on two or three rides from each park, just because if you don't do the Disney Genie Plus, then if you don't pay for it, then there's going to be trips that you don't get on everything. And I'm okay with that because I'll get it when I come back next time. Yeah. But, you know, for some people, a trip to Disney World is once every two years or three years or whatever. Right. And, you know, it's really important to get on those attractions. So it's different. But we've been talking forever and I haven't even talked about my number I know. one. Let's, what is your number one? I'm sorry. That's my fault. I got I was like, hey, guys, got a question for you. So, <laughs> so uh, maybe I should have waited till after my number one. So anyway, no big deal. My number one favorite Disney attraction that is currently still available at the Walt Disney World Resort. And I'm surprised this wasn't on either of your your lists. Um, I I absolutely love this attraction. And probably outside of World of Motion, which is my all-time favorite, 
this is probably my my all-time favorite. Uh, so at least it's my second all-time favorite. Is over at I still call it MGM Studios, but over at um, Disney's Hollywood Studios, the Twilight Zone Tower oh, of Terror. Yeah. yeah, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. I absolutely love every single thing about this attraction. You you know you walk in. And, you know, everything's got cobwebs on it. And it it looks like this joint has been sitting there since 1939. It really does. The decor looks old. The music is that old, you know, jazz with lots of horns and stuff. And, um, you know, you, you, you go into the, the, the library there where they show you the video and it's all those artifacts and stuff. And then you get on the actual attraction itself and... Um, you know, with the when when they changed it to multiple drops and the drops are uh, random. I love that randomization thing. You never know what you're going to get when you get on it. You know, so um, kind of the same like on Star Tours that you get a different attraction. Most of the time, you get a different thing every time. Uh, same thing with Tower of Terror. It's never the same uh, drop sequence. You guys ever so, go back to back on that? Oh yes, absolutely. Um, uh, you, if if you ever go and you see that the wait time on it is 13 minutes, that means there's no wait. The 13 minutes they just do because 13's a spooky number. So, <laughs> uh, uh, so if it says 13 minutes on the sign, there's no wait. So I have you know gone on it, got off, got on it, got off, got on it, got off. I've done it a few times before. By the and, second time you do it, you're you're over the uh, the scare factor and yeah it's not scare anymore but it's still, it's swing. still it feels, like, feels yeah. like a giant swing look my favorite i don't know if you guys do this but uh when i'm on tower of terror um i try i'm trying to figure out if i can do it here um on if you're seeing the video you're probably looking at me and i look like an idiot but when i'm on tower of terror um i when you're doing the drop sequence i raise my hands up and i pull my feet up off of the ground so when you get to the top you're like your butt comes off the seat and you're literally weightless for <laughs> half a second or something so if you raise your arms and pick your feet up off the ground then when you get to the top your entire body comes off of the seat and you you're weightless for a second and um yeah i'm a i'm a big kid when on when i'm riding the tower of terror i absolutely love that ride so that is my number one favorite Disney World attraction right now is the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. I absolutely love everything about it. But how it. good is it? <laughs> how long is a wait for you? Which we already know you hate wait. Won't be more than an hour. Wow. Uh, and realistically, um, I, I probably won't wait a half hour. I just, um, you know, again. So we're in Dewey's world. Yes, Dewey's in world. Dewey's world. I'll just catch it next time. Not yeah. a big deal. And there are times when then that we go and I, I don't get on it for that week or whatever, because I'll get on it next time. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. It is a great ride. I'm a little bit amazed that we didn't, I don't think we had one duplicate. That's right. Yeah. Um, we, I know uh, Tony said Haunted Mansion on his and I said Haunted Mansion. Oh, you did. Okay. Uh, other than that, I don't think we had any duplicates. I don't think so. So we and all haunted have mansion. I mean, there's some definitely um, some rides that would make my honor roll mention. Just didn't make my top five. One is uh, Mickey's and Minnie's Runaway Railway. 
the the technology on that is incredible it's just it's definitely worth going and seeing that well let's talk about that real quick just for fun so ron why don't you give me three honorable mentions if you can think of them off the top of your head oh, yeah. three things Mickey's mini runaway railway haunted mansion and in between um hollywood's hollywood Twilight zone, Twilight zone, <laughs> Tower <and> Terror, <laughs> Rock and Roller Roller Coaster. Yep, absolutely. What about you, Tony? What's What's three or four of your uh, your honorable mentions? Something that could have easily been on the list. Uh, I'd have to go back to Fantasyland for that, and probably um, uh, the old classic rides like Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. I don't get, I haven't gotten to do that much, but I would love that. That used to be one of my favorite things to see, especially when you're flying over London. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jungle Cruise, another fun one to do. Uh, another famous um, speech that goes on on that one. And uh, Splash Mountain. Yeah. The mountains are always fun. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So for me, honorable mentions uh, Pirates of the Caribbean for sure. That one almost made it. Uh, just like Haunted Mansion, you, I mean, you got Existencio's. Uh, music or, or, or lyrics which are genius and you know Pirates of the Caribbean uh is just amazing it very easily could have been on my top five um let's see rock and roller coaster I love that's a great one I'm a big Aerosmith fan so that makes it fun plus it's you know it's just a the theming and you know you're in the parking garage and stuff good stuff um Let's see. Uh, what else? What else? What am I missing? Probably Spaceship Earth. I'd probably put on there because there's a lot of nostalgia there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a bunch that could have easily gone on to. I would say Splash Mountain too. Splash Mountain's great. I'm going to be sad when they change that, but um, plenty of good stuff. But it, it's hard to pick a top five. But you know, that's what we get paid the big bucks for is to yeah. to make the tough calls, right? Well, they're right. my top five today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It could definitely change. And, you know, look, how after the next time we all go, we should probably do this again because yeah, uh, the list will probably be different. I'm sure Rise of the Resistance is going to be on my list. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I almost forgot about the Million Falcon Smugglers Run. That was a fun one, too. That's but, absolutely. Just, dude, you don't even have to get on that ride. Just walking, walking in. Through. To the when you're in the the main hold and you get to see the hollow table and everything, uh, that's almost better than the ride. Walking down the corridors of the Millennium Falcon is almost better than be getting on the ride itself. You know what I'm so annoyed amazing. about when we were leaving that night. Um, this was before the pandemic. Uh, it was kind of the line had gotten to, too low, but I, I wanted to go back and just take some pictures in the hallway, and I wanted to ask the cast member if I could do that, and I didn't do that. I, I kind of regret not having done that. I they were probably ready for me to leave because I probably took 5,000 pictures <laughs> and I took pictures of myself and from every angle. Uh, I did that the in the corridors. Way. Yeah. And I like it, the fact that you get those corridors or to yourself too, when you leave. Yes. It's like there's nobody there. Everybody just gets right off the ride. Well, it's another marvel of Disney technology. The way it's one of those round table things where, yeah. you, you know, they, everybody has their own, you know, their own cockpit but it's really cool the way they do it it's, and it's you know amazing. i hate to spoil it on this but you know we, when we look at it everyone's assuming yeah we're going to go into that millennium falcon that's right there and 
We're not really doing that, but nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it's definitely a good one. So, and but that's what's fun about Walt Disney World is that you know there's so many attractions, and like like Ron said. Well, we barely had a duplicate. So all of our lists were almost completely different and, um, you know, pretty good stuff. So that's fun. All right. So that was fun, guys. I, uh, I had a good time doing that for sure. Next time, uh, once all three of us have been to Disney World again, we'll probably do another episode like this and see if our lists change or how much our lists change. That'll be fun. All right, so let's switch gears to what's happening now in Walt Disney World. So uh, something kind of big that happened this week is um, the Disney's Magical Express is no more. It's gone. Mears Connect, which is what uh, Mears is a, a bus line. Mears Connect has taken over the service from the Walt Disney Company. Uh, and if you look at the buses, they appear to be actually the exact same buses. Um, what they've done is the portholes are gone. So you know how the, the Magical Express looked like you were on a, on a, a ship or something. So the portholes are gone. It's just regular um, bus windows. And the, the logo section where it used to say Disney's Magical Express now says Mirrors Connect. But the bottom half of the bus is exactly the same. The bottom half of the bus when it was the Magical Express was just all in like this royal blue color. And it still is. All they did was take off the portholes off the windows and just paint over the Magical Express with the Mirrors Connect logo. The, it looks like it's the same buses. I guess Mirrors bought the fleet or something from Disney. So, uh, so the buses, they no longer say Magical Express. They received that Mirrors makeover. But one of the biggest changes is uh, that now this service is going to cost you money. So, um, where, when it was part of Disney's, surprise. I know big <laughs> surprise where it was used to be part of Disney's, uh, package. Like if you were staying in a resort hotel, it was part of, it was free to use. Um, uh, and mirrors connect actually charges a fee and it's not, I mean, they're not, it's not an arm and a leg, but I guess when you compare it to free, it's a big deal. Uh, so now the new mirrors connect is if you're only traveling one way, it's $16 for adult or $13.50 for a child. Uh, if you want to pay for that round trip ticket, $32 per adult and $27 for a child. So again, you know, if you think it's a family of four, you know, basically what is that's around a hundred bucks or so. It's not the end of the world. It's not, you know, pretty not reasonable, gonna, I would think. I think it's reasonable, but again, I'm getting, you know, compared to free, it's a lot of money. Um, do they still, uh, take your luggage in or no? Um, I don't think so. I think it's, um, when you get off, you, I used to, if you were using magical express, like you didn't have to go to the, um, to the baggage carousel yeah. or whatever. They did that for you. I don't right. think that's part of the service anymore. I think you have to, when you get off the plane, you have to go to baggage claim and get your bags and then take them to the bus. Um, it's not uh, it's not magical anymore. Now you're traveling like a mere mortal again, and you're responsible for your bags. But I'm glad I got to experience that at least twice. I really I really liked that service. It was um, it was great to not have to worry about what you're what you're packing and just get to your resort and have it magically show up later. That was that was a lot of fun. 
I was going to ask you guys what y'all thought about this because yeah. I'll be honest, I've, I've never, I never used uh, Magical Express. We typically, when we go down there, um, we we normally drive, especially in the summer because when we go down there in the summer, we we stay for about a month. So um, we don't stay at a hotel that long. We're um, we own a timeshare down there, so we'll normally stay in our timeshare for a week, and then. We stay with my in-laws uh, for a couple of weeks or however long we're going to be there for. And um, so we normally drive, but we have flown down there a couple of times. But even when we fly down there, we're typically just staying with the with the in-laws. So uh, I've never used Magical Express, but Tony, it sounds like you have. Ron, have you ever, yeah. have you ever used Magical Express? We haven't. Um, no, we haven't. Okay. It was so, great. I mean, this last time it was even... Uh, to to add to everything, they had uh, put your room reservation on your app, so that we didn't even have to go to the front counter. From what I remember, I think we just when the when the Magical Express dropped us off, our uh, the app told you your room was ready. You just went up to your room, and then eventually the the bag showed up um, after we went wandering around for a bit. So that was it. Was really part of the experience that was that's something I'm going to miss. So you didn't have to go get a key. The key was your. It was, it was on, on your, the app. On the app, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I never, um, never used it, so it, it's, uh, it's not a, a loss for me. I understand, you know, thousands and thousands of people used it and loved it and everything, and uh, maybe it, maybe it uh, is a bit of a loss for, uh, for many people. But uh, I, I didn't ever use it, so. Uh, I'm not really missing out on it, but it was super convenient when we were traveling with the seniors. It was very convenient, especially I remember one time we went on the cruise and they did this and it was great because we didn't have to worry about everybody's bags. They just magically showed up. And again, before we left, they we just put them outside the door and the next day we got them when we showed up at the port. So it was great. So it's not gone. The service isn't completely gone. It's a little bit different and you're going to pay for it now. So, um, you know, if you, if you really, really loved it and got to have it, then it's, it's still available. Uh, just a little less magical, I guess, you know, it's, um, you know, uh, lots of changes coming to the Disney world resort, uh, has happened in the past couple of years and, uh, will continue to, to happen. You know, there, there's that rumor that, um, or I think it's not a rumor anymore. I think it's confirmed, but that um, high-speed rail is coming to um, to Central Florida, and there's going to be a line that's going to take uh, passengers from the airport uh, straight to, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's going to be somewhere around uh, Disney Springs is where it's going to get out. Um, so my guess is that that probably has something to do with Disney choosing to to no longer offer this is because they they probably see that that light that high speed rail is coming, but um, you know there there's there's lots of changes coming and there's going to be other options. So uh, interesting to see how that works. I I, I haven't read of anybody that has used the new Mirrors Connect yet. I don't know if it's um, working out great or if it's the same thing just with you know you're paying for it now. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I'll be honest, to you. I thought that Disney had partnered with Mirrors when they did that service. So I, th I think it it was some sort of partnership. I think it's I don't think much is changing except for the way the buses look and the fact that it's 
uh, now a, a, a pay to use it feature. Uh, I think it was a, a some sort of deal they had worked out with Mears. I don't think it's a brand new service that Mears yeah. is doing. Yeah. All right. So that's it for what's happening now in Walt Disney World. So let's shift over to our third and final segment of the show. It's a little thing we like to call What's Your Favorite? Each week, one of our hosts brings with them a question to ask the other two hosts. These two guys don't know the questions ahead of recording and must answer those questions on the spot. So Ron is going to take the helm of the USS What's Your Favorite this week. So Ron, what is your question for us? What is your favorite? So I've gone to Walt Disney World exclusives and going to ask which exclusive would be your favorite to be able to partake in if you could. The first one is Club 33, which is estimated to be a $25,000 fee to get membership and a $10,000 annual membership um like the renewal renewal yeah or would you choose to stay in the castle which is actually priceless because you cannot reserve a stay in the castle at any cost you have to be invited or win a stay so the question is which exclusive would you choose and um Tony, I'm going to come to you first, and I would like to hear your response. Uh, that's that's uh, kind of an interesting question because uh, um, the exclusivity of being able to be in a restaurant, it, it's just $25,000 just sounds like way too much. No, there's nothing in there that's going to, call, that's going to be worth that <laughs> that I can think of. Um, I, I actually... I, so I you, you should know that it does include other benefits there's it probably doesn't other, include the, the cost of the meal though you probably have to pay more right you that. probably have to pay for the meals whenever you go but there are some other benefits that you receive throughout the year i don't know what those are exclu- extensively other than that they do offer other benefits um so you're saying to be a, a club 33 member yeah you mean yeah hmm. I think at this point, I would probably just choose the uh, the stay at the castle only because that's more of a unique experience. Um, I, I, I We were talking before the show, I, and, and again, I bring up Disneyland, but for my 40th birthday, um, we had taken a, a tour of uh, uh, behind the scenes of Disney, and they took us into their version of Club 33. And just to look at it, we didn't eat there or anything, but we were right. able to, to, to see it and experience it from the inside. So it's just a restaurant from what I could see. So if that's the case, I would rather have the experience of staying in a nice deluxe resort uh, in the middle of, of Disney World. That, that sounds like more fun. I don't know if I'd be able to sleep but uh, okay. or, or touch anything because, you know, there must be millions of cameras everywhere. Yeah. But, um, but I think I would take that. Okay. So, Dewey? I think I think I would make my choice based upon just the fact that um, being a member. Now you're meaning that I don't have to pay for this. Someone is gifting this to me. Oh right, right. yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I, I assume if you could afford it, you would not be doing a 
podcasts on too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think I'm going to make my choice just based upon uh, the prestige. Like I would be able to pull out of my wallet a card and be like, here's my, here's my card. I am a member of club 33. You know, mm-hmm. I could, even, you know, I could just say I'm a member of club 33 and that would get me some like street cred or something, yeah. you know? Um, I will say that, uh, here you go, Ron, I'm going to, uh, go back to my, uh, my, the luxury of having family members that have, that work there. Um, my mother-in-law was uh, a manager at Magic Kingdom when she worked there. So um, she, I think it was she, when she was retiring, she got to choose like a gift or like something special to do. And she actually got to go on a walking tour of the the castle suite. Uh, so I've seen dozens and dozens of photos of, of what the castle suite looks like. So I haven't been in it myself, but uh, I've lived vicariously through my mother-in-law's camera and it was able to see almost every detail. I mean, she took pictures of the fixtures in the bathroom, you know, and they're like, you know, it's like solid gold, you know, faucets and stuff. Um, so well, there's a lot of pictures online too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've seen the castle suite and while it looks amazing, um, that you're talking about a one night stay versus an annual membership. I, I don't even know what a club 33 membership would get me. But it, I'm just going to go, I'm going to pick that one just based upon I get to use it for a whole year rather than one night in the castle suite. That's all. I just think it'd be cool to have a, a card in my wallet that says I'm in Club 33. You know? Yeah, you know, I, that's awesome. You know, I, I chose this because I, I just think it's very interesting that Disney is makes opportunities for pretty much not any um, income based family but most families can enjoy some aspect of disney and yet the super rich and famous can and enjoy a different element that the rest of us don't and, and i guess you can have two opinions about that that some would say well why do you need that exclusivity and and i may be one of those at times but then at other times i i think it's kind of cool that there's some exclusivity that you can can partake in so having said all that um obviously when my daughters were younger um the the stay of the castle the suite was actually built back in 2006 during uh, a marketing year where they were doing um a year of a million surprises or something and in each night um, i think a year of a million dreams um, there you go a year of a million dreams and you actually they were <laughs> so, giving, hey, what'd you call it a year of magical surprises or something yeah, something like that yeah. that's why you don't work for the disney marketing team well, yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> um and and so they we're giving away a nightly castle stay and we actually were in Cinderella's Royal table and they brought a family in that had won that. And I guess part of it was getting a meal in the castle as well. And so they, a bunch of fanfare and just like, 
photography. We're going to our room after this. Yeah, oh. exactly. And so my girls were super jealous. So if it was th- at that time frame, I would definitely have chosen to stay in the castle. But I'm kind of with you, Dewey. I, one though, your your name would be you're you're going to be an exclusive list of people that have stayed in the castle, such as Tom Cruise has stayed there. Um, um, you jump up one of the Jonas boys have stayed there with his wife on their first anniversary um and then um somebody else um that was who sings the christmas song mariah carey mariah carey has has stayed there so you'd be on an exclusive list also of who's had the opportunity to stay there uh but club 33 the cost alone thirty five thousand dollars. if somebody's going to gift me that yeah but how much is the food (laughs) to a restaurant for that just give me the thirty five thousand. but if that's not an option give me the membership to the um club 33 and let's see what it brings so i just thought it was fun to get a chance to talk a little bit about some exclusive items that disney offers the other thing that's interesting to me is tony you were mentioning a vip tour that you took they do offer a vip a vip tour that includes a walk through the castle um um suite so i was looking for a cost to that and i couldn't find it but i think it's it's not it's not cheap but it's 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 where if you wanted to if somebody wanted to go, they could put money back to do it. One million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not watching the video, I'm, I'm doing my best at Dr. Evil impression. So, all right. Good, good, good. Good question, Ron. And that just about does it for what's your favorite this week. And that also just about does it for this week's episode of the WDW Reflections podcast. Please find and follow us on all our social media. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at WDW Reflections Podcast and on Twitter at WDW Reflections. This podcast can currently be found and played on many podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Overcast. If you love the show, please leave us some feedback on Apple Podcasts. Those those positive feedbacks help the show reach a larger audience and helps us grow. And I just noticed that you can now leave feedback and give ratings on Spotify also. So that'd be great if you could leave us a like or a, 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 a rating on Spotify as well. Yeah, we'd and love to know where you hear from. Yes, please let us know. Don't forget, you can always message us from any of those social media accounts, or you can email us at wdwreflectionspodcast at gmail.com. Send us questions, comments, requests for trip tips, ideas for future podcast topics or anything else you can think of because we'd love to hear from you and please keep coming back and listening because we truly appreciate you thanks for reflecting on walt disney world memories with us on the wdw reflections podcast see you real soon